Hey, Rockstar Matt here. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the show. I've got a really good one for you today. And if you're listening to this show, whether today is your first day or it's your first year or maybe you're almost your 10th year, like, can you believe somebody could be listening to this show for 10 years? I know I've been here for 10 years. I know some of you have been as well. And what that tells me is you're into real estate investing. You want to make some money in real estate. Maybe you're already making it. Maybe you're not making as much as you want and you want to make more. And if you're really serious about it, about learning how to invest in real estate the right way with regard to learning the lead machine building blocks to attract better leads, the language patterns to get more sellers to accept your offers and how to creatively finance your deals without using your money or credit. I mean, it's with those three things where the real money is made. Join me at the next Epic Intensive Lead Machine Workshop in Manhattan Beach, California, July 18th through the 20th, where we can work on all of this stuff together in person. Reserve your seat at epicintensive.com. It's Manhattan Beach, California. It's the beach. It's right there in the city's name. It's the middle of summer. Bring the family. Make a vacation out of it. Go to epicintensive.com and let's make it happen. I decided to come to the Epic Intensive because I'm a new uh, REI ACE member. I just finished the summit a couple weeks ago. And I just wanted to come down and increase the learning and just get more exposure to everything that was discussed, network and meet other people of, of like mind. So there's two things I like best about the Epic Intensive. Uh, the first was the mastermind, which I thought was incredible. Um, there was just a lot of unique ideas shared and a lot of experienced, experienced people that you, can, that you can meet and network with. Uh, and the second thing was just the, the amount of creative ideas that was discussed, um, like Matt and the other presenters, like Jeff and even Tim on ways to finance, ways to purchase, ways to get properties cash flowing that a normal conventional mindset just wouldn't even consider. So the one gold nugget is that it's totally possible, period. I mean, coming from a strictly conventional mindset on how to purchase real estate, 20% down, you know, 30-year note, and then seeing all the other ways that's possible to make it happen without 20% down or even 10% or 3.5% down, yeah, I mean, it's, it's all possible. During an era where countless people, businesses, and organizations are feeling the pinch, running out of time, running out of money, losing confidence, feeling as if life is unfair, praying for another chance, and unless something is done, life is going to pass them by. Fortunately, in the nick of time, there is now a place where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. Save your career. Save your business. Save your health. Save your relationships. Save your life. Get from where you are to where you want to be faster and with greater ease than you ever thought possible. Say hello to your do-over. Welcome to Your Do-Over, coming to you from downtown Los Angeles, and this is the place where once a week, actually we're doing it two times this week, that you will hear, learn, and take action on the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results. This is the show where I show people dissatisfied with their current situation how to start over and begin a new life, setting goals and objectives so they can create wealth and live life to the fullest, easier, faster, smarter. And to get a head start and lay a solid foundation for a better life, 
regardless of what that life looks like for you, I invite you to download the three pillars of creating the ultimate do-over for free at freedoover.com. It's a 55-minute MP3 audio program that I made just for you with three specific steps on how to get success as you start over. And it doesn't matter what you're starting over. They will lay the foundation for you to achieve. Think of it as your traveling success coach. And it's yours for free at freedoover.com. So last episode, we discussed shifting our focus using the power of questions. You know, whenever faced with adversity or a challenge or a problem, I always coach people to stop focusing on what's happening and start focusing on what you want to have happen. And the way that you shift your focus is by implementing the use of empowering questions. And I gave you a list of 25 empowering questions on the last episode. If you didn't get those, you can still get them. They're in the transcripts at thedooverguy.com. You can go there and you can look at the whole list. They can literally, I mean literally, transform your life. And if you read that list, you'll notice that the very last question was, are my dreams big enough or have they waned with age? And it's no coincidence that that question was the last one on the list because it leads us into what we're going to discuss today. The question again, are my dreams big enough or have they waned with age? Have they gotten smaller? You know, when you were five years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? What did you want to do? What did you want to have? What were the answers to those three questions when you were 10 years old, 15 years old, 20 years old? What are the answers to those questions right now? Are you who you originally dreamed of being? Are you doing what you originally dreamed of doing? Do you have everything you originally dreamed of having? Or did you settle? Did you once dream of being a rock star, a ballerina, an astronaut, an actress? I mean, where did reality kick in and redirect you? At what age did you dream of doing what you're currently doing right now? Or did you ever? Have you settled? So certainly our interests are going to change with age. So it's not necessarily sticking with the same dream throughout life to which I'm referring, but it is the size of the dream. You know, as you moved your way through life, your childhood passion of exploring outer space, it might have morphed into a passion for discovering a cure for cancer or eradicating world hunger or inventing the next thing that makes the world an easier place to live. The question is, are you pursuing your passion? Are you pursuing your dream? Because it's only when you are pursuing your passion, when you are pursuing your dream, that you're going to be hopping out of bed in the morning, excited about what the day holds for you. Dreams and passions can and often do change. But what you're going to want to monitor for change, however, is the size of your dreams and passions. Throughout the years, have they increased or decreased in size? You know, if you dream it and you believe it, it's not a dream. It's reality waiting to happen. And it doesn't really matter whether it's a big dream or a small dream. It takes no more effort to manifest those big dreams as it does the small ones. And as long as you believe in that dream, it's not a dream. It's reality waiting to happen. The world is replete with evidence that this is so. I mean, evidence is everywhere. You know, Bruce Springsteen, he once dreamed of being a rock star. Robert De Niro once dreamed of being an actor. Neil Armstrong once dreamed of going to the moon. Tiger Woods once dreamed of being the world's greatest golfer. You know, Benjamin Franklin once dreamed of harnessing electricity. You know, and Mahatma Gandhi once dreamed of a free India. And Martin Luther King Jr. once dreamed of raising the consciousness of civil rights and ending racial segregation. You know, they all had a dream. They all believed in their dream. And they all pursued their dream. And they all achieved their dream. 
You know, what would our world look like if they hadn't? You know, and if they can do it, why not you? You know, I feel like I've had this conversation with you before. Maybe it was a past podcast episode, but it's so important. It's probably worth it going over again. In fact, it's just not optional. If you don't know where you want to go, you're never going to get there. And it's easy to lose sight of where you're traveling. It's easy to lose sight of what the end destination is. If you don't check in with it on a regular basis, who knows where you're going to end up? So maybe you've heard this before. Maybe you've heard it from another source. But if you find yourself off track, doesn't it make sense to hear it again if it's going to get yourself back on track? You know, I attended a seminar a while back, a couple years ago now, with uh, Dr. Jay Grossman. He was actually not leading the seminar. He was a participant just like me. He was in the crowd. But he got a chance to, to stand up and share a story. You know, he's a dentist. And he has a nonprofit organization called Homeless Not Toothless. His organization has been able to establish a program for homeless people in Los Angeles to get free dental care. And I believe it's spread nationally since. And at this seminar, when Jay shared an encounter that he had had with one homeless patient during his free examination, the patient was blessed with the good fortune to have met in his lifetime both Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr., and Dr. Grossman's patient went on to share his experience. And, and the two parts of the story that stood out for me the most was first that he had had the nerve, this guy had had the nerve to ask both Gandhi and King, hey, if you were to live your life over, what would you have done differently? I mean, can you believe it? The guts it would take to ask one of those guys that question after they have accomplished so much. But the second part of this story that stood out was that Gandhi and King both had had the exact same answer to that question. They both answered, I wish I would have dreamed bigger. You know, when I heard the story, I mean, the hairs on my arms, they just stood on end. I had goosebumps everywhere. In fact, I still have them right now. I'm getting them right now as I'm telling you the story today. It's just so amazing based off of what those guys had accomplished that they didn't think they dreamed big enough. So that's why I want you to check in with your dreams. Are they big enough? You know, that's a really great story, and I really have no way of verifying its authenticity. But, you know, knowing what Gandhi and King dreamed, believed, and achieved in their lives, knowing what type of individuals that they were, you know, it's not difficult to accept that story as unequivocal truth. So what I want you to get out of this is that no dream is too big. I mean, there is magic. There is power in dreaming and thinking big. You know, one of my favorite books is The Magic of Thinking Big by Dr. David J. Schwartz. And when this book was first recommended to me, I mean, my initial thought was not another book on positive thinking. You know, I don't really need that. <laughs> I understand. I got to think more positive. I don't need another book to tell me so. However, I trusted the referral source, the person that recommended it to me, and, and I was pleasantly surprised. I mean, the book was just full of meat. I mean, it was replete. It was bursting with meat. So go get it if you haven't read it. And you know, the, the greatest danger for most of us is not that our aim is too high and we miss it, but it's that it's too low and we reach it. I mean, many are waiting for Mahatma Gandhi and Martin Luther King to come back, but they are gone. We are it. It is up to us. It is up to you. It is up to you to dream big. And it is up for you to believe in that dream. It is up for you to achieve. And don't be afraid to take risks. Risk can be a telling gauge of people. It says a lot about their character, and people who avoid them do so to protect what they have. I mean, that's understandable. But people who take risks, 
they frequently end up with having more. And what I've come to know is that if you risk nothing, you risk everything. So you really don't have a choice. You're going to risk something. So be conscious of it and be intentional with what you're risking. Manage your risks. Don't be irresponsible. Don't be foolish. But take risks nonetheless. You know, and for a dream to come true, you've got to have one first. So allow yourself to dream really big. And don't be afraid if it's a risky dream. You can manage that risk. That just comes with education. It comes with planning. Big dreams, they lend themselves to big thoughts. Big thoughts create big emotions and it fosters passion. And not only does a dream give you something to aim for, but when a burning desire to achieve that dream is in place, the dream calls you into action. And when you discover your passion, your mission, your purpose, you will feel its demand. I mean, there'll be no choice. It will be calling you. Big emotions and passion, they lead themselves to big conversations and actions. Your dream will fill you with such enthusiasm and excitement to get to work. It will burn. And when that vision is crystal clear and the burn is in place, the daily decisions to take action, they become easy. Procrastination goes right out the window. And when those actions become easy, they become habits. And the habits that support the pursuit of your dream, they become habitual. They become automatic. Your habits will shape your character to that of a person capable of achieving your dream. Creating a compelling future for you to live into and the future we create for ourselves gives us who we are today. But before anything else, you've got to have a dream. You must dream. It all begins with the dream. And unfortunately, what inevitably holds most people back isn't the quality of or size of their dream, but the lack of the faith they have in themselves. Your biggest obstacle on the road to realizing your dreams is the belief that the dream is beyond reach, or more specifically, beyond your reach. This belief stems from the many suppressive forces we encounter that cause us to settle for mediocrity. We've been bombarded from every single direction that we're not good enough, that big dreams only belong to big achievers. But they weren't big achievers before they had big dreams. They had the big dreams first. Don't settle for mediocrity. I mean, whatever dream you're pursuing, people will always, I mean always, tell you that you can't do this or you'll never be able to do that. I mean, these naysayers, they're inescapable, but you can do it. If it's been done before, it can be done again. And if someone else did it, why not you? There will always be critics trying to steal your dreams. Don't let them in. The world belongs to people who say, I can. The world belongs to the people that say, I will. And it may seem impossible. It will seem impossible, maybe, depending on the size of your dream but it'll only seem impossible until it's actually done. The importance of dreaming big cannot be underestimated. The size of your dream is the first line of defense against negative people, environment, and most of all, negative thoughts. The only difference between you and someone who's achieved what you want to achieve is the size of their dream and time. That's the only thing that separates you two. It's paramount that you revisit your dream constantly. Maintain a clear vision of that dream. You know, it's not uncommon for me to review my dreams, and I have them displayed in a dream book, two to three times a day. I mean, surround yourself with literature and sounds and images and people that remind you and support you in the pursuit of your dream. Don't let the details block your view. Don't let doubt and indecision hinder your performance. Life is short. Aim high, move fast, focus. And above all, dream believe, and you will achieve. I know it's a cliche. I know you've heard it before. And all three of those words were chosen because they rhyme and they sound really good. 
but don't discount those words just because you've heard them before. I know you've heard them before. We all have. You all know this stuff. But are you doing this stuff? To know and not do is to not know. So you've got to have a dream. The second part of that is you've got to believe in it. And I know you've heard that before as well. Well, why is belief so important? You see, what we believe, it comes about. What you think about most of the time is who you are today. You know, some people stand in the space of this is a spiritual power. There's a higher force at work. And just because you believe in it, that force is going to come down and assist you in your pursuit. The power of belief, right? But the power of belief has support from science as well. So if you're not a spiritual new age type of person and you need scientific proof, and oftentimes I do, not always, but oftentimes, and what I'm about to share is for people just like yourself. You see, the power of belief, it does have a scientific foundation. And much of that has been discovered through something called the placebo effect. Now, when an inactive and powerless substance improves the health of or cures an ill patient, I mean, that effect is called the placebo effect. It's essentially popping a pill with no medicinal qualities whatsoever, and it cures you. And although the actual mechanism that produces the results of a placebo is still a scientific mystery, enough research has been conducted to strongly suggest that it's the patient's expectation or belief that cures whatever ails them. And the expectancy effect can be enhanced through factors such as enthusiasm of the doctor, differences in size and color of placebo pills, or the use of other inventions such as injections. You know, in one study that I was reading, the response to a placebo pill increased from 44% to 62% when the doctor gave it with warmth, attention, and confidence. You know, for most of my life, I underestimated the power of belief. And it was not until I witnessed the placebo effect firsthand that I understood the true power of belief. You know, a few years ago, when I got involved in a direct sales network marketing type company, I had signed up under this top producer. And this top producer had made millions of dollars in this company. And through him teaching me how to do this business, he had me believing that I was really slow, that I wasn't producing the results fast enough, that I wasn't working hard, and that all of this money that he was making and, and I was never going to get there unless I really buckled down and started doing what he was doing. You know, I went through this process with him and I generated forty to $50,000. I can't remember the exact number, but it was that much money in a 60-day period. And he had me believing like I was a, I was a total loser, that I wasn't getting it. And uh, after we had some personal differences, I had plugged in with another team inside of the same company. And when I plugged in and started interacting with them, I started observing and, and started noticing something that nobody in that arena was making the type of money that I was making. And I noticed by interacting with that environment, my production started to drop a little bit as well. You know, when I was in this environment and I believed that I was a loser and I had to pick it up, I really produced. When I got into another environment where I was something actually rather special, that dropped because my all of a sudden my belief was, oh, well, I guess I am doing okay. So I took my foot off the gas a little bit. But when my belief was at a point where I'm a slacker and I need to pick it up, I absolutely produced more. My belief was 100% responsible for my results. Now, my understanding of the placebo effect, it can be summed up as expectations supported with confidence. You know, I had an expectation to produce a lot of money and 
I had the confidence that I was hanging out with the right guy to produce it. You know, expectations supported with confidence, what that really does is it equates to belief. Beliefs are a prevailing character trait among the successful people. You know, the Napoleon Hill quote, what the mind can conceive and believe it can achieve. I mean, that's the foundation of Hill's philosophy and it bolsters the foundation of every successful person's character. Now, whether this phenomenon is grounded in your spirituality or it's grounded in science, what you'll want to grab from this is what you believe in most comes about. Don't underestimate the power of belief. It is a force multiplier. So if what you believe in comes about, you are then what you believe others believe you to be. And you are to them in large part what you believe yourself to be. So your belief in yourself will inspire it in others. If your belief in yourself is lacking, transform your image to that which you want to become. You know, football star Deion Sanders used to say something to the effect of, if you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, you win. Now, like it or not, your image and appearance are a great place to start when your belief in yourself is low. If you look good, you feel good. If you feel good, you play good. If you play good, you win. If you truly believe in yourself, others will too. And when they believe in you, and when you know that they believe in you, it only increases the belief you have in yourself. So you've got these dreams, and now you're at a point where, okay, I need to believe in these dreams. If I'm going to accomplish them, I have to have a dream, and I have to believe in those dreams. But which dream to follow? A razor-sharp focus is important to achieving your dreams. But where to direct that focus is the question. There is a shortcut to figuring this out, by the way. So ask yourself, what am I passionate about? What do I love doing? When all of my work is done, what is the first thing I go do? What is something I do every single day that I would do for free? Or what is something that I don't get enough opportunity to do that I would do for free? And when your heart rate starts to increase when you're thinking of the answer to this question, that's the one to pursue. When you find yourself excited to talk about it, that's the one to pursue. If you find yourself feeling lukewarm about it, about the answer that's coming up, ditch it and ask the question again. And if you're finding it challenging to come up with a passionate and unique idea, it's okay. If you don't have that passion surrounding your dream, it's okay. Look around. Who is somebody that you respect and admire that's doing something that you find inspirational? There's nothing wrong with eyeing someone else's dream and morphing it into your own. Inspiration, it comes from everywhere. I mean, inspiration can come from within your own industry or even a competitor. You know, much of my first book was inspired by other great writers and thinkers who came before me. I mean, it, my book, it evolved from myriad concepts and faiths and disciplines and techniques and strategies and systems. I didn't reinvent the wheel. I just merely reshaped it a bit and presented it in a different way that works for me and in a way that can make the difference for you. I mean, have you ever noticed how you can hear something over and over and over again, but then one day you hear it in a different way from a different source in a different environment and it finally clicks? You finally get it. I mean, your dream may come about in the same way, and if it does, it's perfectly okay. You know, in defining your dream, strive to aim beyond what you are capable of. You must develop a complete disregard for what you think your abilities end. You're so much more powerful than you believe yourself to be. And that's a new belief that you can adopt. I am more powerful than I believe myself to be. So if I don't think I can do that, oh, but I'm more powerful than I believe myself to be, all of a sudden that can start transforming and I can do it. I can't, I do believe that I can do this. 
You know, if you think you're unable to work for the best company in its sphere, make that your aim. If you think you're incapable of running a company, make that your aim. If you think you're unable to be on the cover of Time Magazine, make it your business to be there. Nothing is impossible. Every single week, there's someone on the cover of Time Magazine. So it's possible. If they can do it, so can you. Why not you? And once you've decided on the dream to pursue, document it. If you don't, it's easy to lose sight. It's easy for your razor-sharp focus to blur. You know, in its simplest form, just write it down. I recommend creating a dream book or a vision board. You know, for an example of a vision board and instructions, step-by-step instructions on how to create your own, you can go to thedooverguy.com forward slash your vision. There's a great example of a vision board up there. There's step-by-step instructions. I'm reworking my own right now. And I recommend you do it too. And create as much detail as possible around your dream. Use emotional images and bright colors. I mean, you're going to need to call on these images frequently to maintain your focus, to get you past the obstacles, to get you past the tests, to get you past the naysayers, because they're everywhere. And if your dream isn't well ingrained inside of you, if that belief isn't inside of you, if you're not constantly reminded of that dream, it's so easy to get derailed. It's so easy to start doing non-productive tasks. You know, clarity around your dream cannot be underestimated. The ability to clearly articulate your dream to others is paramount, by the way. And I'm going to elaborate on that in another episode. But for now, know that to attain your dream, you will need the cooperation of other people. People will follow someone with a clear vision. People love to be around and help people with a clear vision. Why? Well, in many cases, people are unclear about their own dream and they will follow and support someone with purpose, confidence, and clarity. That's why it's important for you to be really clear about your dream and be really clear about what you're up to in life. And it's why it's really important to have this dream book or have your vision board to constantly remind you on a daily basis of why you're even getting up and leaving the house to go do what you do. And this is probably a good time to point this out and probably maybe a good point to end on. If you don't have your own dream, you're going to be a part of someone else's. If you don't have your own plan, you're going to be a part of someone else's. So define yours. It all starts with a dream and belief in that dream. So let's stop there. Be with that for a while. Think about it. Meditate on it. And decide what it is you want to go after. What dream do you want to pursue? And next episode, We'll discuss your first steps in manifesting that dream, how to begin taking action and making it a reality. Okay, if you like what you heard today and or if there is something that you'd like to hear more of, please visit iTunes at your convenience and leave your comments and suggestions. You know, just a couple of episodes ago, I lost all of my subscribers and I've had to start all over. And when I lost all of my subscribers, I lost all of your comments and your ratings as well. So if you could do me a great favor and go back in and recreate those for me, I'd really appreciate it. And if you haven't gone, this is a great opportunity for you to go to the first time. Much appreciated. I am Matt, the do-over guy, and I will see you next time on Your Do-Over. Thank you for tuning in to Your Do-Over, where the ignored, underestimated, and unknown steps to producing results and making life work are revealed. And remember, knowledge is potential power. Take action action on what you learned today. This is not your learn-over. It's your do-over. 
To view the resources referenced in today's show and to retrieve a complete show transcript, visit www.thedooverguy.com. Stay connected with Matt the Do-Over Guy Terrio on Twitter at The Do-Over Guy and on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash dooverguru. 